You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to another edition of the Arrowhead Pride interview series. And it's a pleasure to welcome on a Bills legend, a seven-time All-Pro former CBS analyst, current co-host and, and analyst on One Bills Live, and Steve, a, a winner of the 1993 AFC title game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Steve Tasker, welcome to the Arrowhead Pride interview series. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, so this is uh, seems like the biggest game, I, I think, of the NFL season in what is a weekend uh, for really good games. I, I think we know the mood in Kansas city. I'll tell you, I don't think it was all that excited for that first wild card game against the Steelers, but you could really tell the energy has picked up in Kansas city. What's the mood in Buffalo right now? How's the, the fan base feeling going into this game? Uh, we all anticipate this to be a great game. I mean, this may be the game, best game of the playoffs this season. Mm-hmm. Um, these are two teams that are playing really well right now. They're much different than they than the meeting they had earlier in the year. The Chiefs' defense is much different, a much different animal than it was. Uh, the Chiefs stopped turning it over like they were in the early meeting, uh, and the Bills are running the ball better. Their uh, their offense is clicking on all cylinders, and they've got the number one scoring defense in the league. So, this really looks like it's going to be a game that's going to be epic. Uh, I think Bills fans are really excited about it. I know Chiefs fans have to be. Uh, this is the game too that the bills fans and particularly the bills players and coaches and the team i think has been looking forward to since the chiefs beat them in arrowhead last afc championship game so it's been a long time coming uh it seems as though the bills and i don't know what chiefs fans have thought about it but the bills have kind of put themselves on a collision course with the chiefs for months and months and months uh, so here it is and i think it's going to be everything we hope i hope it's everything we we dreamed it could be yeah, I want to follow up with you on that point because I, I think after last year's AFC title game, the Bills went back to the drawing board a little bit and went a little bit with that defensive draft uh, at the top and and really, I think, reinvented themselves. And it felt like, I don't know, that they were trying to design the team to to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So last week, that unbelievable game against New England Patriots. Uh, you beat the Patriots two times of the three this year. And that one really, I think, had this personal feel. Do you feel like the Chiefs now, they were able to get it done in week five, as you mentioned, but this this game feels a little bit more personal because I, I think the Bills want to get to that point of, of looking uh, as though they're the class of the AFC. Is this one a little bit more personal? Well, certainly the Bill. I think, yes, the Bills did put this game um, – into their blueprint for what they wanted their team to look like. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they needed to get into Kansas City or have Kansas City come to Buffalo and play this game against them. And they you got to be built to beat the Chiefs in the AFC these days. Uh, I think it is personal for the Chiefs. They you know The loss last year, it's hard to, to put up a season, a 13-3 and season, the way they did win two playoff games, go 15-3 and on the season, and then lose that last game and not get to the ultimate 
the ultimate game. Uh, I think it is personal for a lot of the players. That, that, that game really left a scar on them, and, and it should. I mean, the, you lose a big game like that, uh, it's supposed to hurt. And I don't think there's any question that the Bills' front office and their drafting strategy and what they want their team to look like is in at least some measure yeah. focused on, one, to win the AFC East, which they swept a year ago, and two, to beat the team that's probably going to be in their way, and that would be the Kansas City Chiefs. You figure there'd be some other teams in there that are going to be very good, but you knew the Chiefs would probably be there. And so you build your team to try and get past those guys. And in this case, you know, the Bills obviously have built it. They're going to try and keep up on the scoreboard with them and score some points. They've got the number one scoring defense in the league, which may give them maybe an extra possession. Maybe yeah. maybe they will get an extra third down or, or hold them on an extra third down or two. But this is going to be a game where you got to score points, and and the Bills are built to do it. Yeah, so you had that week five game, and I was very impressed. I mean, I was at this game, and, and the Bills just look fantastic. They bullied the Chiefs. They made a statement. And what I was really impressed about was it seemed like after the game, they were quick to say this doesn't even matter, right? But then after that, there was a little bit of a lull. There were some up and downs, and then the really good play at the end of the season into the, the playoff game last week and I'm wondering in your opinion at at what point in the season did the Bills flip the switch to this version that we're seeing now that just looked incredible against New England well there's a story that's been going around and, and a lot of people noticed it that uh, when they played they lost to the pa- the New England Patriots and then the next week they had to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they lost yeah. both those games the Buccaneer game they were down 24-3 at halftime came back and got that game 27-27, go to overtime. Uh, that halftime of that game, even though they ultimately lost to the Patriots or to the uh, Buccaneers, ultimately the halftime mood of that game is when the switch flipped for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they became a different team mentally. Uh, that's when things changed for them. And then the, uh, uh, in the second half of the Patriot game the week before is when they finally got the offensive line that they're playing with now in in place. Even in the October game against the Kansas City Chiefs, the, the offensive line of the Bills was getting shuffled every single week. Absolutely every week they had a different starting five week, five guys. And if it was a, a week where they got a chance to maybe start the same five guys, they didn't finish the game with the same five guys. Every single week something was happening to their offensive line throughout the year. Injuries, COVID, COVID, injuries. They passed it around. Uh, they switched injuries. Um, and they just never had the five guys, and they still have never had the five guys on the field we thought yeah. we were going to see at the beginning of the season. But in that Patriot game on December 26th, I, uh, Ryan Bates comes into the lineup at left guard, yeah. which solidified the rest of the other four spots because every, they were switching guys around. Even mm-hmm. though they were on the field, they were playing different spots. When Ryan Bates went in at left guard, he hasn't left since, and neither has anybody else. And that's given them the cohesion to spur their running game to a higher level, of pass protection to a higher level, and their offense uh, to more points on the board. Yeah, I, I noticed that about the offensive line in the middle of the season because it didn't really feel like a running back was emerging in Buffalo. I'm a, I'm a fantasy football player. A lot of people are. And I think you're starting to see that run game both with the quarterback and the back singletary now as the season goes along. I want to keep it with the offensive line for a second because you guys have a familiar face. What has – Mitch Morse meant to the Buffalo franchise? Well, he's a sharp guy. He's really smart, really articulate, a good communicator. Make sure everybody's got a hat on a hat, and and in most cases, getting the right hat on the right hat. Um, Mitch has been really good. Plus, he's athletic enough to get out in front of the, the wide runs. 
Um, Buffalo's got that offense where in short yardage and goal line situations, the best short yardage and goal line uh, back in the league is the quarterback. Uh, They give him the chance to run it in the goal line in the short yardage, but also now with uh, Singletary and, of course, with Allen's ability to throw it, they're pretty hard to keep out of the end zone. That has really come together, and I think a a lot of that is Mitch Morris and his ability to communicate with the offensive line. They sometimes will get beat physically, but mentally they've always got a guy where they're supposed to have him, and that's made a big difference. Mitch Morris has been a really good center for the Bills over the past four years. I want to go back to week five for a second. Now, again, that was just a, a domination to me in, in Kansas City. Has the team said the things along the lines of, is is this a complete flush of week five? Or do you think that there are some things that they're taking and saying, okay, we can dial this back up. We have to remember what we did well in, in this fashion. Where Where are they on that? There's probably two things about that October matchup that both teams kind of get a piece out of. One is individual players and the way they play. Um, certainly there's going to be some defensive backs and some wide receivers. Their guys are going to be able to watch and remember how they played them and what they were thinking at the time. So individually, guys can size up the guy they're going to go back and go play against again. Secondly, yeah. I think because of the game plan and the way the game transpired, Buffalo and the Chiefs coaching staffs get an idea of what the other team saw in their team. You know, you, you got, you know what right, the other guy right, thinks right. about you. That gives you an insight into their mindset and how they were going to attack your team on that given night. And that gives you, can give you maybe some insight and maybe a step to get out ahead of what this game may look like. What do they think about now? Um, if you can get inside that thought process of your opponent, you're a long way down the road towards formulating a game plan that's effective. Um, but let's face it, that game got out of hand in Kansas City because four turnovers, you know, two interceptions, right, right. a pick six, and a couple of fumbles that got away from Kansas City uh, and gave the Bills a couple of extra possessions, and it turned into a couple of extra scores, and that was the difference. Um, that's the way this game's going to go. So much of this and, and so much of the talk, I think, beyond Kansas City and Buffalo, and I guess even in these cities has been – just the talk of the quarterbacks in this game. I, I know that Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen uh, have been a thing for a while. Mahomes has been the measuring stick for a lot of young quarterbacks, and it seems like that margin has maybe slimmed down a little bit this year as he went through his struggles. Is this the best that you've seen Josh Allen play these recent games? Is this the the absolute most confident that he's been entering this game on Sunday evening? Yeah, I mean, the the, the game he played against New England last Saturday night, may have been the best quarterback game I've ever seen by mm-hmm. anybody. I, mean, yeah. I played with Jim Kelly. I played against Elway. I played against Joe Montana. Yep. I played against, you know, a ton of guys, and I've covered the league with Brady and Peyton Manning. And, I mean, you go down the list. Uh, I've been in the league since 1985. That game the other night was through his last incompletion in the game with 1234 left in the second quarter. That was the last time he threw an incomplete pass. They could not have gotten another yard offensively because wherever they got the ball, they got every yard all the way to the end zone. They never got stopped the entire night until the, until the backup quarterback knelt down. They never they had six third downs the entire night and converted all six of them. They had <laughs> 29 crazy. first downs. It's crazy. Um, so they got 23 first downs on first out of like it was Canadian football, three down football. They got it in first and second down 23 times out of the 29 times. Um, they were a hundred percent in the red zone. Uh, I've just never seen anything like it. It was an absolute beat down. 
And so, you know, you carry that momentum into this game and you just hope you can kind of keep it going. Now, it's certainly going to be a different game and you certainly don't expect not to have to punt and never to place, face a fourth down. But they're playing with a high level of confidence. They've got a lot of guys on their roster they trust and the quarterback trust. They rotate six, seven wide receivers through uh, the game constantly without flinching. Uh, they do the same thing on their defensive line to keep those guys fresh. Their secondary, even without Tredavious White, has proven to be up to the task, which has been really surprising. The safeties are fantastic. They're all both all pro. Um, it's yeah, they they've got a lot of confidence coming into this game, but it's going to take all of that to to win a game like this on the road against the the best offense over the last five or six years. I mean, nobody's been able to touch the Chiefs offensively. Um, the Chiefs stop themselves once in a while, right? But that's what you're up against. So um, you've got to match that and. Coming into this game, you've got to believe that the Bills are the maybe one of the one or two teams left who can. Yeah, you mentioned Boyer and, and Hyde. I, I just think that the Bills have the capability in, in what only some teams in the league can do, and that's stop both Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. So I think the third option for Kansas City becomes very important in this game. I have one more on Allen and then another one, and we'll get you out of here. How much confidence does Allen gain? when he is running the football well, and, and we know that Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, they can run the ball, but he is running as good as anyone right now. How much confidence do you think he's gaining in his complete game from just his ability to do that? Well, here's the, it's interesting. I don't know because most of the runs he has now are, all, you know, uh, scrambles yeah. and, you know, he'll just snap off a run and, and, you know, when they drop out and the DBs have got their backs turned to the pocket, he'll just run up their back and, you know, gain like last week, he gained 19 yards, uh, right. uh, those kind of runs tend tend to be, you know, gotcha plays rather than confidence builders. Now, in short yardage and goal line, when he goes down, picks up a hard first down or makes a guy miss and, and gets a nice gain, I think those do build some confidence. Um, but I think it, I, I think for Josh, it's hard. And we both know confidence is the best coach. Yep. Um, so it's, yeah, he's playing with a lot of confidence and, I think more so than anything, not really the runs that give him confidence. It's early, easy completions. Mm -hmm. um, if he gets off to a nice, smooth start in most of the games, or most of his great games, start out just like that. Not spectacular, but difficult to get him off the field. And when they start like that, usually they end like that, and there's no, no let up. So, uh, yeah, I think they're playing – I think Josh is playing with a ton of confidence. I think the coaching staff has every confidence. They can call any play in the book even if it's a cold quarterback run and they're going to execute it at a high level. Um, I think the interesting thing is how these two coaching staffs are going to attack each other and what they're going to ask their best players to do. Because uh, both of them have a lot of really good players. Yeah, no. So I, I think I, it, it kind of leads me into my final question. And, and this is where I want to end. It's a, it's a popular question that is often asked on, on talk radio and whatnot. It's that scenario, right? If, X happens, the Buffalo Bills are going to the AFC title. In your mind, what what is that to you? I think if if they get if they win the turnover battle, I think that's a, that's what it's going to take. I think if they win it, you know, obviously, however big they win it, the bigger the better, right? Uh, the bigger the more certain. Plus two is usually the number. If you get a plus two turnover ratio, it's going to be hard for the Chiefs. It's going to be the best the Chiefs can hope for is a close game, and then to win it at the end, if you go minus two in the turnovers. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the one thing that you can't predict because it's unpredictable. It's it's happenstance when a guy coughs it up or a tipped ball for an interception. I mean, who knows uh, how that's going to happen? But that's the one thing that's going to do it. But I um, but I think turnovers are one thing that's the unpredictable nature of it. I think everything else with these two quarterbacks, they're going to get every yard coming to them. And I think it's going to. I really don't really want to be a defensive player in in, in this game. It's a divisional round, but it does feel like a championship game. We appreciate the uh, analysis here from Steve Tasker, the seven-time All-Pro for the Buffalo Bills, the co-host of One Bills Live. Thank you for joining us on the Arrowhead Pride interview series, and enjoy the game. All right. Thanks, Pete. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 